Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, and class enjoyed by Jabron. Oh, <laughs> the parlay pounder. You got it. We're back. We're back in here. <laughs> yes, we are. We had another pretty darn good week last week. Of course. We'll get into that with some hits and misses down the road. Yeah. Uh, but right here, right now, let's keep uh, that full head of steam rolling in the NFL preseason. Yeah. Because, um, hey, man, we're picking them. We're, we, picking, we're them. picking them. And there's betting lines out there, and there's plenty of action. It's the NFL. It it's the NFL. Everybody wants it. It's the best time of year. Everybody's gearing up for it. And the only way to bet the regular mm-hmm. season is to get in on it now and get your get your money going the right way. Got to get comfortable. Got to get comfortable. I agree. Football. Bend the NFL. So let's start let's with go. a game that's going to be on the NFL Network. High noon kickoff. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are one and zero right now yeah. in the preseason. Against the Detroit Lions, who are also one and zero with a full head of steam. A lot of folks around Nebraska, across Nebraska, were really tuned into that Detroit game. No doubt, last week, and it did not disappoint. Our old boy Adrian Martinez uh, got some meaningful snaps in there and had a huge impact on the game. Yeah, Adrian clinched the win with a touchdown rush from the one yard line. He did that yep. a bunch for us, obviously. Yep. Executed with you know just a mere uh, minute and fifty one seconds left, so it pretty much ended the game. Uh, Another guy, uh, big time Nebraska Cornhusker Divine Zigbo yeah. was the leading rusher oh. for the Detroit Lions as well. Uh, got eleven rushes, thirty-one yards. Not a lot of leading you know, s- steam going, but they gave him eleven rushes. So yeah. seems like this guy's going to be on the field as well for the Detroit Lions, especially in this game. And Adrian really showed you what he's best at. When oh, the yeah. play breaks down, he can go get you a first down with his legs. Mm-hmm. He did that, and then he also capped it off with a short yardage touchdown sneak there at the end to put the Lions. It. Gotta Over love the it. top. Here now, though, I think they find themselves a three-point dog yeah. at home against Jacksonville. That over/under sitting at thirty-nine and a half. Yeah, Andy and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their preseason started off on a positive note, like you said, one and zero. Really got their big guys going early. Christian Kirk, yeah. who's supposed to be their number one, uh, got a touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence. Zay Jones also uh, con- contributed with a two-point conversion. So. Yep. I think we've seen enough out of those guys that they're probably not going to play, maybe not even a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but following Lawrence, C.J. Beathard, like we were saying last week, he's a very formidable backup, yep. took the field for Jacksonville, throwing 6-for-13 for 80 yards, notably had a rushing touchdown. So this guy's going to get a lot of time in this game as well. Right. Uh, and, and they combined with the Cowboys for – 51 points, and that over-under was sitting right where this one is. So um, I like the over for my best bet, Andy, okay. just because the Lions were able to score a lot, 21 points, yeah. and then obviously uh, Jacksonville uh, put up some points as well. So I really like the over. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the Lions, Andy, it, it, it was really kind of a slugfest in this game. It was, it, you know, Last week? Last week. Yeah. It was you know the Giants running the ball, yep. Detroit trying to run the ball. Uh, so I, I I don't like I I can see why they're the dog here, uh-huh. but I I do really kind of want to push for it that I think the plus three at home is the way to go with the Detroit Lions. Right. Just, I just think that they're going to be a better team at home. Jacksonville's going to mm-hmm. take their 
foot off the gas pedal, so to speak, especially with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And I, I think Detroit is is getting a favorable matchup with plus money here. Yeah, you're probably going to see those starters one or two less series, probably for both teams because Goff's been around. Oh, yeah, Goff. Uh, he's playing. played in the Super Bowl, so yeah. he's probably going to be out the door. And then I think you like what we saw, especially being a biased Nebraska fan yeah. from the uh, reserve quarterback position in Detroit. So I kind of like that, too. I like that plus money coming my way, catching those three points. I'll just go ahead and uh, hopefully walk that into the bank. Yeah, exactly. And if you just want a money line, it's it's plus 130 for the uh, Detroit Lions if you want to take them outright. But I will take those points, Andy, just in case you know it's a field goal or whatever. I anticipate a slight edge, like we said, for yeah, the yeah. home team, but maybe just over a field goal uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, back the points. I think the over is going to hit, though. Yeah, I think that's a solid, solid logic right yeah. there, Jabron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the afternoon game on the NFL Network. That is the Miami Dolphins taking yeah. on the Houston Texans. Oh, man, Houston did end up winning last week, <laughs> but the only highlight you saw was Shroud uh, throwing that interception. Yeah. People just wouldn't get off it. Man, those barstool guys, they're just all it's over it. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I'm, I'm one of these teams that has one of those rookie quarterbacks, and he didn't do good as or as well yeah. last week. It's just everybody hops on these rookie quarterbacks the first chance mm-hmm. that they can get, no matter if it's CJ, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis threw an interception. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah Bryce didn't look good. It, it was just, no. It's just the way that it is. <laughs> it's the first preseason game. You don't And everybody, you need to think think about this out there. It's not just these quarterbacks first game in the NFL. It's right. pretty much this whole roster uh is yeah. is new to the NFL. So, uh not that I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, save face or anything for the Panthers or whatever, but yeah, in that Houston game, uh everybody just boiled down that win, which is a very positive thing for the Houston Texans, probably one of their only ones all year. Yeah. They just boiled it down to CJ Stroud Sucks into yeah. a pick. Yep. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I think I do like him here, Andy. Um and they, they are the favorites. They are so the three-point favorite. Three-point favorite. The whole thing about this is that the Miami Dolphins, they're going to struggle again in this game. They're pretty much a shell of what we're going to see in the regular season, right, which is right. one of the best teams in the. They're so uh, injury prone. Even oh, yeah. prone. Even uh, Tyreek Hill. You know, yeah, a Hammy nope, here. Don't there. play him there. Yeah, no, they don't. Want, they don't even want to see him out there. Yeah. At all. and there are a lot of youngsters on Houston that know the roster mm-hmm. spot is on the line, and will have to play really hard and really strong to yeah. stay on the team. So, uh, this has the makings of a. I think a little bit of a Houston blowout here. Really? Um, okay. I think, and, and, you, and I really think they're going to put Stroud in some really good positions to make some highlight plays and get them back on to. track a little bit. So I think just barring any, you know, a late additional injury reports to Houston, I really think that they're going to cover this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I have them winning this game like 27 to 10, Andy. Okay, so you're you're right on the over under there, yeah. thirty nine and a half points. I mean, even if they do try to like amp things up, I don't know if either one of these yeah. offenses are good enough to cover that. No, I, I do. I, if I had to back a play, I would back the under just because I know Miami. They're just going to try and you know get some of these uh, running backs in there in the stable, uh, a lot of touches, you know, slow the ball yeah, down, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I really think that they're going to eat the clock a lot. And Houston, I think, is going to score, but I don't know how many possessions they're going to get. So uh, if I had to back a play, it's the under. 
All righty, back the under. You're kind of going back and forth here between the over and the under so go. far. Let's move on to the nightcap. That's a 6 o'clock kickoff Saturday night, not college. This is preseason mm-hmm. NFL. The Chicago Bears are traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Chicago actually won their first preseason yeah. game. The Colts dropped theirs 0-1, and that's another one of those rookie quarterbacks that people are just just, just jumped on. Jumped over. on them. Oh, man. Yeah, well, yeah sh- shouldn't have picked them. Shouldn't have picked them. Waste of a pick. Yeah, right? yep. should have picked an offensive <laughs> Lyman, come on, man. Uh, it's just funny how people go back and forth on that. They were saying the same thing about Justin Fields nine right. months ago. So oh, yeah. it's yep. it's just the same thing. Uh, I do have to ask you how, that uh, Panthers receiver is going to work out pretty good for you, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, he, and he also makes Fields look pretty good. Everyone was so gaga over Justin Fields. I'm like, I think his longest pass was seven yards. Yeah, so, and, and the one that he threw to DJ Moore was behind the line of scrimmage. Right, and right. off target. <laughs> and took it to the house. And took it to that, the like house. Like a 60-yard. Yeah, him, him and, him and uh, Khalil Herbert looked really good yeah. in the two yeah. plays that they were in. Um, I think this is one of the more interesting matchups this week. It seems as if uh, the Bears have some positive momentum heading their way. Yeah. Um, a new coach tap, you know, breath of fresh air, all that kind of stuff, especially with these new pieces that they got. Uh, Many people, like we were just talking about Justin Fields, are talking about this potential MVP type. type. mm, It's it's so crazy to me that before you even have a winning season, they're talking about MVP candidate. I just think that that's so... You know, wrong of people to put that pressure on him already. Yeah, and and, and especially on a losing franchise's team. Like, let's, let's see him just complete have a sixty four completion percentage or something like that first. Let's just start there. Yeah, um, I'm still not sold on the young man. I like him. I hope he's the answer. I hope For he sure. works out. But they're saying all the same stuff with uh, Trubisky. Exactly. You, I mean, he had a lot of hype after winning a couple meaningless games at the end of a previous season. Yeah. And it was the same talk. Ooh, a dark horse for the MVP. All this other stuff. <laughs> you no. Win a, win a regular season, you know, uh, positive, you know, uh, win-loss win record, mm-hmm. and then I'll then I'll think about it. Not somebody like the Bears that won five games last year and, right. you know, everybody's getting on it. I do believe the Bears as an underdog here seems like an odd choice. Uh, I, I like the Bears winning, actually winning this game, Andy. So I am going to take that money line sitting at plus one fifty right now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't like taking road dogs a lot, yep. but this is one that I really think the Bears. They got a lot of young pieces on defense that are still going to be in the game, yeah. and uh, Justin Fields still needs to get that feel with these receivers and running backs. They are on the road, and they are three and a half point dogs right now, and it's a plus one forty five at uh, Bet MGM. Yeah. Uh, right now, so you know you can shop it around a little bit, like. For Sure. I say that over under is at 40 and a half. And if I'm reading you right, you're going to have a couple of teams with a lot of young guys, a lot of offensive weapons yeah. uh, that are going to want to show out, show off no doubt. Uh, their skills and ultimately make the roster. And you got two young quarterbacks that kind of mirror one another. They sling it. Yeah, they like to sling it and they can also use their legs. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see an over here. Yeah. Just because I think you have two young teams here that are going to be hungry for victory, regardless if it's the preseason or not. Yeah, no doubt, Andy. And I really think you hit it nail on the head there that these young guys want to win these games. Yeah. Obviously, Anthony Richardson needs an uptick or whatever, uh, and Justin Fields <laughs> does need that confidence going into the season yeah. as well. The only thing that I'm getting after with the over-under, Andy, is I think it's going to keep raising all the way till Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think it opened at 38. It's already up to 40. 40 uh, and a half, yeah, I'm looking at. I, I think, it's, I think yep. it's going to go up and up and up until you know, it kind of plateaus probably around 42, 43 points. Wow. Um, 
I, I do like it. I do think they're going to try and score a lot of points. I just mm-hmm. don't know how uh, how much confidence I have in the young quarterbacks yet. Yeah, and going plus 40 in the preseason, it, there's already a million different question marks right there. Yeah. I do like the offensive playmaker, especially DJ Moore. You mentioned for him sure. for the Chicago Bears. Uh, I think they'll be just fine at running back. Yeah, Khalil Herbert is a oh, beast. Yeah, and they got a couple guys uh, to split carries with, too, there. So, no doubt. Uh, running back by committee, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, you just heard the horn there. That means we're up against it, but... Go ahead. Let's give me the Bears. Give me the Bears in the preseason. Let's go. Once nah, again, Bears. take another underdog here in the preseason. Let's go. Let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth, easy-drinking Ale Storm, the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team. Crafted with Pilsner Malt and Sterling Hops, making it the perfect summer baseball beer. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Ian D. Class, and joined by Jabron. Ooh, the parlay <laughs> powder. You got it, you got it. <laughs> and now we're going to talk some mixed martial arts. Let's do it. Not only the UFC, we have to. We absolutely have to talk PFL because yeah. we got one of our own. We got our guy, a Nebraska native out of Norfolk, a former Panther, I believe. Yeah, Jordan Heiderman. Thor. <laughs> he looks. He like does Thor. look like Thor. <laughs> that is a fitting nickname if yeah. there ever was yeah, one for sure. Uh, but Thor, young man, that um, he actually did. You know, obviously he did really good in wrestling. In yeah, high no school. doubt. Uh, but then he also he wrestled in junior college and played football in junior college. Yeah. Then went on to play for the University of Indiana as a defensive lineman. Wow. And he credits that um, his football experience, it helps him in his explosion and being on his feet, good no footwork, handwork, all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, when he was rushing the quarterback and sacking guys in the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, and he is playing in what's called the playoffs here, and he's at the semifinals. Much like a lot of folks probably saw him on the, uh, the Ultimate, Ultimate Fighter. Fighter. UFC Ultimate Fighter last year, yep. last season. Yep. Uh, really cool to see a guy, you know, out of, out of Nebraska, out of Norfolk, Nebraska, in yep. a big time show like that. And he he won a fight in the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, and just to bring that back to Nebraska is a really cool thing. And now he's in the playoffs in the heavyweight division of the PFL. And it's, and it's really cool. I mean, this is a big deal because it's at Madison Square Garden, yeah. the Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, it starts off at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Plus, you can bet there's going to be a lot of TV sets tuned in from the Cornhusker State as he takes on Dennis Gosov, the Russian. The Russian. Uh, and let me tell you, this Russian uh, is a heavy favorite. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. And, and it, this Gosov was supposed to be the number one seed in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Couldn't make it over, for, uh, you know, with visa issues and all that kind of stuff. Right. But you know, obviously, he's a huge favorite and everything. But. Uh, Heiderman has already won a match in these playoffs, fought yes. Friday, June 16th, and beat Brady, the brick. Yeah. So uh, he, he's, he's got his feet wet, and there's only one way to take it down, take out the number one seed. Uh, yeah. This this is uh, obviously going to be a hard one for him, but we're all behind him, and let's go. Excellent opportunity. Yeah, he uh, beat the brick with a leg kick, didn't yeah. he? And he's 7-0 and right now, is Jordan Heiderman. Thor, good luck to that young man. Uh, however, the odds... <laughs> Are the against sport. him. The yep. odds by by the sports book are against him right now, but that doesn't stop our fandom. No, no, sir, not no doubt, not at all. 
Now let's move on to the UFC 292, back in the garden, Boston. We're going back to Boston here. Boston. And let's start with a middleweight bout. That is Chris Weidman taking on Brad Tavares. Yeah. Um... And Tavares, he's a heavy, he's a heavy. He's a little bit here. of a favorite. Yeah, I for mean, sure minus two seventy. I don't think a lot of folks are used to seeing Chris Weidman being this type of a dog. Plus two twenty. Yeah, not the All American. It's just not the way we remember him as mm-hmm. being one of the top dogs in the sport. Obviously, you know. But after over two years away and a couple surgeries to repair his broken leg, former one hundred eighty five pound champion, the Chris champion yes. Weidman. Uh, he's going to return to the octagon. I think this is his final fight, though, Andy. I really do believe. Mm. Win or lose, I think he's hanging it up after this. Uh, since losing his title to Luke Rockhold uh, eight years ago, he's 2-5 and five in the UFC yeah. and uh, failed in an attempt to move up to light heavyweight, which, you know, it, very hard to do. Yeah. Very hard to rumble with those big boys. Uh, you see that... I th- I feel like I see that quite often. Yeah. Okay, things aren't going my way in my weight class. I'm going to move up or I'm going to move down. Yeah. And it's going to be better there. You know, grass is greener. That's not always the case. It's not. A, it's it's rarely the case. There's only a certain yeah. few fighters in the history of the UFC that can move weight classes mm-hmm. and be successful doing it. Right. Uh, yeah. There, there's and you can tell that by double champ status. I think there's only three in the history of the UFC, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's pretty pretty crazy. On the other side of this card, Andy Brad Tavares has the talent to hand him a you know. Fourth fourth loss, and I really think that would put Weidman down if it was fourth loss in a row yeah. Yeah. in his last five. Uh, however, he, I, Brad Tavares does have trouble with strong wrestlers at time. The All-American does yep. that better than anyone. Yep, so look for Weidman to work his grappling in in a major way in this fight. I think he I think he gets it. I'm going with the All-American. <laughs> I think he grinds this one out. Yeah. I'm taking the wrestler. I think he gets him down on the ground, and it's over. You know, Tavares has a pretty good takedown defense at yeah. 80%. It, it's not his strong suit actually grappling, but he's had to learn how to defend against it. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the favorite here. Are you looking at any um, any kind of nuggets, any type of uh, Easter eggs there yeah, when we're looking Andy, at some of these I props? Mean, you can look a little bit. I, I kind of like, you know— Weidman by decision, which is right there at plus five hundred, which mm-hmm. is you know kind of a good piece. Yeah. If you're going to yeah. bet Weidman anyways, that's probably the way that he's going to do it. He's going to get on top of him, let the clock run out. It's only a three round fight, yep. so I, yep. I really think Weidman's going to play smart here, get get a you know get a win uh, to set sail on his journey outside the UFC. So I like the plus five hundred by Weidman. If you want to go Tavares by TKO, it's sitting at a plus one thirty. So you can tell mm. that odds makers mm. really think this is going to happen. Yeah, it, that it might not go three rounds. It's yeah, <laughs> it might not go three rounds, and you know. If, if history tells you anything about old fighters, that's probably the way it's going to go. Yeah. But give me the All-American, plus 500 by decision. It usually wraps up a little earlier with those big boys <laughs> like that. It definitely does. All righty, let's move on up the card to the ba- a bantamweight bout. Yeah. couple big names here. Marlon Vera out of Ecuador. He is your favorite at a minus 200, yeah. minus 198, depending where you're looking, against Pedro Munoz, the number 10 contender in this bantamweight uh, weight class. He's out of Brazil. Yeah. He's also the underdog at a plus 164. Yeah, for sure. And the over two and a half rounds here, Andy, is favored at a three minus 350. So you can tell mm. that odds makers don't expect this fight to be an early finish. This, mm. this has everything in the making to be one of the fights of the year, especially because these guys have two of the best chins, especially in this weight class. Yeah. Uh, you can just tell by Cheeto, he's the only person to ever beat Sean O'Malley in a fight in the UFC. The guy that is mm-hmm. headlining this card, yeah. this is the only guy to ever beat him in the UFC. And Pedro, on the other hand, 
Flat O'Malley as well, and it stopped with an eye poke. So both these guys have went up against the yeah. best in the world, and uh, it, it's it, it's Third just cra- it's just crazy that this is a, that they did this matchup, and it's so fun. To, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, a couple of ranked guys, uh, both in the top ten, and these are two excellent strikers. Yeah, uh, you're looking at two guys that have heavy hands, right? No um, doubt. Landing five point three uh, significant strikes per round is Pedro. Yeah. You look over at Marlon; he's landing over four per round. So <laughs> there's going to be some fireworks going on. Off here in Boston. Exactly, Andy. And technically, this is a very interesting matchup between two guys that, you know, somehow we just said haven't crossed paths yet. It's so crazy that these guys have been around for so long and they haven't fought each other. You can expect a lot of leg kicks from both Vera and Yunos, mm-hmm. along with potential takedown attempts from either. If they have if if they have too much respect for each other's power, you're gonna get you're gonna get a little takedown yeah, every yeah. here and then. But um I just the whole reason that I'm going this way, Cheetos. Length is a huge advantage. This is the same way Sean O'Malley was piecing up Pedro mm-hmm. in his fight against him before he got stopped with the with the eye poke. He was he found his range. Sean O'Malley did, mm-hmm. and he's just so much longer than Pedro that he found his range and was just piecing him up. Yeah. I I feel like this is going to happen. Uh, just the same way, the key for Pedro's to get the job done is you know get inside and land heavy shots on Vera inside. But I really think Cheeto's going to find that range and piece him up a little bit. I do believe this won't be a knockout though. I mean, it's pretty crazy uh, advantage area. I'm just looking up and down the the, the sheet here, and yeah. uh, Vera's reach is 70 and a half compared to Pedro's, which is 64 and a half. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even look right. No, it's it, it just it, he, uh, discrepancy. Cheeto there. Vera is so long and so lengthy. That I just think it's a hu- it, it's a, a huge advantage in this fight, and the fact that there's not a huge advantage for either of them mm-hmm, on takedowns mm-hmm. and submissions. Right. I'm going to go with the longer fighter. A win here can give Vera a potential title shot to rematch. Uh, you know, either if Sean, o- Sean O'Malley wins or give him a shot at Aljamain. Either so, I think he's the bigger, he's the better fighter right now. Yeah. Gimme Cheeto Vera. Yeah, and they both have similar records, as you alluded to. Yeah. Uh, Cheeto's in there at 28-1. and one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Muno's at 27, and then two, uh, no contest there. You're talking about the eye poke. Exactly. That, that, boy, that's going to be... What an awkward behind, you know, locker room scene that will be with Marlon Vera, Munoz, and, and Sean, Sean O'Malley, O'Malley. Yeah, all in the same building. And, and, and it's in crazy. And it's crazy, Andy, just because you know everybody's saying that you know Sean didn't deserve this and all that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He beat Peter Yan, which has run the yeah. run the uh, you know the the weight class for years. Yep. So you can't knock this guy. Even Cheeto Vera says no. He got the fight, and th- that's what it is. Cheeto's coming off a loss, obviously, to Corey uh, Sanhagen, who is one of the best <laughs> of all time yeah. in the bantamweight. Yeah. So it, these guys fight nothing but the best, and it, it's kind of a shuffle on who you're going to fight next, and we landed on a good one here. That bantamweight class is so good in the UFC right now. Go Vera. Go Vera. <laughs> I think Vera wins this fight just because he, he's got the reach and he has more on the line here. Pedro's kind of on his decline down. Vera still has a chance to make it to the belt. And if he wins here, there's a dang good shot that he gets a rematch with Sean O'Malley. With a couple of fights we just mentioned, do you got a parlay or do you want to save it until later on? We got three fights that we're going to talk about in an upcoming. There we go. And I'm going to throw Cheeto in that parlay, <laughs> but you'll have to hear the rest of it down the road. A little bit of a teaser there. We also yeah. got more NFL preseason coming your For way. Sure. And then, of course, we got to get to more of the main card on UFC 292. Woo! 
out of TD, out of the garden. Out I of mean, the garden. we got mixed martial arts in Madison Square Garden out in New York yeah. and uh, TD Garden in Boston. That really tells you how big that sport has big, become. Big, big weekend for MMA fans. Uh, yeah, like you said, two of the most storied buildings yeah. in all of sports in America. And yeah, yeah. MMA is taking them both over Saturday night. In the same week. Yeah, same, same night, same weekend. <laughs> Take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company, an outdoor lifestyle brand for those seeking adventure. Whether it's hunting, fishing, hiking, they got you covered. Visit StockandRod.com to get your wild game on. Don't go in there, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran. Oh, the Parlay Pounder. You got it, we back. <laughs> yes, we are, and we got to get back into the NFL the preseason. Gridiron. Yep. The gridiron. <laughs> oh, man. And, but these numbers are unbelievable as far as television ratings. No doubt. Just dominating everything out there like the <laughs> it, NFL. It just does. Yeah. The NFL preseason will dominate MLB regular season, no doubt. WNBA. WNBA, <laughs> for sure. Uh, no, it, it, it's just the way that the monster of the NFL has yeah. become the monster of the NFL. Yeah. Everybody's looking at mock drafts. Everybody's yeah. gearing up for fantasy football. Everybody's texting mm-hmm. their buddy, who's your keeper? Oh, yeah. did you see that? That play this guy's a young guy that's going to make the team. Uh, it's crazy this time yeah. of year when you're a football fan because everybody's glued to the TV, everybody's wondering who the next guy up is, who's that sleeper pick in the 11th round that it, you're picking this year. So ridiculous <laughs> that I know seven receivers on the New York Jets <laughs> roster right now, and I don't even like the Jets. Exactly. In fact, I hate the Jets. In, in <laughs> fact, I hate their best player and I hate just the organization. So, yeah, no, that is crazy. Well, let's start with the Saturday night game. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this one on yeah. the NFL Network. It's a 9 o'clock kickoff. The Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys. Heading on over to Seattle. And the Cowboys are a seven point, a full touchdown dog to the Seahawks. That over-under sitting at 40 and a half. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think the line a little bit is on what the Cowboys did last week. Kind of looking to bounce back after the preseason over when they fell to the Jaguars by a score of 28 to 23. Still scored quite a bit of points, yeah. Andy, for a preseason game. Uh, they were... Uh, the the five point loss there really you know strings at you because they were a four point underdog so mm-hmm. couldn't quite do that couldn't uh, cover the the Seahawks opened their preseason up with an eleven point win over the Vikings yes uh, in a twenty four to thirteen game going into the game the odds makers had that over under sit at thirty eight which those guys. Almost got to. 38 and a half. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, their combined score is 37. So, um, not only did Seattle kick off the preseason with a straight up win, but they also covered. I, I, I yeah. really like the spread here for the Cowboys. There's no way. Cowboys that, can cover seven. Yeah, there's no yeah. way that they are going to let themselves lose by mm-hmm. seven points. I think you might see a couple extra weaves in there for the Cowboys in week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think. Stuff's going to kind of catch back up with the Seahawks here in week two. Slow down for the Seahawks and that minus 275 money line. Yeah. Keep me away from that. I don't want any of that no, juice whatsoever. Definitely. On the other side, though, uh, Cowboys at that plus 220. Do you think they could sneak out a victory going all the way to Washington? I do, Andy. And like we said, this is preseason football, so it's kind of a coin flip no matter mm-hmm. what. That's why I don't believe that lines should get like this in the yeah, preseason, yeah. a minus yeah. 7 to a plus 7 or a, a plus 225 
uh, money line because yeah. okay, what if what if uh, the Cowboys play their second string quarterback the entire time and keep their defense on the field? Yeah, that they'll win by can... they'll win by three touchdowns. Exactly. So <laughs> no, uh, anytime that you get a little juice on it like this, a plus two twenty five in a preseason game with a team that's very capable of beating the Seattle Seahawks. Right. I I really think this is the only play here. Andy is to take the seven points take or seven. take that money line if you want to add a little extra juice. So I, I like the Cowboys to cover the seven, uh, the plus 225 if you're getting wild. All righty, all righty. I mean, preseason, I'm not going to put up too much oh, of an no. argument with you there. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Sunday, another okay. night game here. That's the New Orleans Saints heading on over to L.A., making all these teams from down south run out west here. The L.A. Chargers, and the home team yeah. is a three-and-a-half-point dog here to the Saints. Yeah, this, this is one that's out of whack as well, Andy, yeah. in my mind. Uh, so far uh, this preseason, all the Chargers did was you know, opened up their preseason with a 17 point win over the Rams, right? In their own building again, 34 to 17, uh, combined for 51 points in that game. Uh, the, the, the whole thing with that one is that over underline last week is at 33 and a half points. We yeah. told people to smack that over on that yeah. one, so that yeah. was a good one. Uh, to start the preseason, uh, they were a two, two and a half point underdog there. Uh, so they, they got a straight up win and got the spread here. Mm-hmm. I think this happens again. Take the plus three and a half for the Chargers. Uh, they got the, the boy behind, uh, Justin Herbert kind of going pretty good here. Easton mm-hmm. Stick. Yeah. I really like him. So, yep. uh, he, he's going to fall into it. And I, I really think that they're going to win this game. So even if you want to look at that, plus 142 right now, plus 140, wherever you can find it. I really like the Chargers at home. Easton Stick. Where have I heard that name before? I'm sure he's played against us at some point. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> uh, I think he's a Nebraska bot guy, isn't he? No, no, no No, way. no? Well, no way. He was a bison. He went up to play for the bison, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Easton Stick is a Nebraska. I thought you meant for the Cornhuskers. Yeah, no, no. You no, are no. correct in that. No, we, we botched that recruitment just like the good old Huskers have botched <laughs> he a He is lot. a good old boy from <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska, Andy. So, yes. yes, 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 he is. But he is a North Dakota State. Right. Uh, University guy. And, and whatever, three or four national championships under his belt. Big whoop. Who cares? Yeah. But that also gives you, uh, that makes you want to look at that money line at a plus 135 for the Chargers. Yeah. Because he's probably going to get a lot of snaps. Uh, uh, New Orleans Saints, you know what Derek Carr can do. You know yeah. where he's at. Um, maybe and, they want to get him a couple extra series. I don't know. I, I don't know if you want to do that. I really don't think that they're going to do that, especially when they got, you know, Jameis and uh, Taysom and everybody mm-hmm. else behind him. So yeah. I really don't think Derek Carr might not even play. In this game, uh, so I, I I just think coming from New Orleans to Los Angeles, I just yeah. think the Chargers are going to be much more ready to play, have the better backup, have, well, just the guy that's going to play more mm-hmm. and more snaps than anybody else. So you get consistency on your side. I think you got the point spread. Take the Chargers. You're going to smash that over again. I mean, it's it's got jacked up here to 38 and a half. Probably yeah. be closer to 40 or 39 at least by the time kickoff rolls around. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the over is the only play here, just because these are kind of high flying offenses. Both mm-hmm. of them, um, the Saints. I'm kind of overshadowing them a little bit, but they do got some young pieces that can score a lot of points as well. So I I, I like this. Uh, I like this game, and I I just think that I think the Chargers have a better overall chance to win this game and i like the plus money there but if i was leaning lean the over lean the over all right all right the play though is probably money's in line it's still plus money plus money and plus three and a half at home is 
unheard yeah, of. Easy. Yeah. All right. So Monday night, we got our first Monday, Monday. night game oh, Monday. on ESPN. Yeah. That's going to be the Baltimore Ravens heading just right on over the way to the Washington. What are they called now? The Commanders. Commanders. The Commanders. <laughs> and the Commanders. Up for debate. Up for debate. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But they are a three-point underdog at home. That over/under is sitting steady there at thirty-eight and a half. Uh, I don't know who you're going to see, how much you're going to see of who. Yeah. Uh, man, a lot of shade was thrown at Riverboat Ron over the weekend. Yeah. It's like, it's a preseason game. Preseason game. What are we, what what, are we doing what here? Do you want to, what do you want them to do? <laughs> it, it's just that, you know, when, when franchises are in scrutiny like this franchise always will be now, yeah. uh, it, it's it's really tough to really tough to come back from it. Uh, on, the other, on the other hand, uh, the Ravens, you know, uh, started their preseason schedule up against the the Eagles and got a win over them. I yes, thought that was did. very surprising. Yes, they did. Uh, you know, combined points, thirty nine points. The two teams surpassed the thirty five and a half that uh, was set for them. So, I, I I think that Baltimore does have a little bit of an edge here. The, these are two kind of rival, but yeah, not rival they're, guys. They're, they're right next to each yep. other. Uh, yeah, I just think that the Ravens can score. The Commanders cannot. Uh, mm. I, I like the Ravens here uh, at the minus three and a half. Yeah, and that's an important part of all football games is you got to score points in order to win. Yeah, <laughs> and the Commanders just haven't figured that out yet. And, and Baltimore, uh, you know, they've been through this plenty, especially last year yeah. when their starting quarterbacks not around. They can still win football exactly. games. Exactly, they've shown you that over the past couple of years. Yeah, um, so they probably will cover that three points. And it's not a true, like we <clears throat> said, road game. Uh, Baltimore to DC. That's it's right there. It's, they're you literally know. there. Some people might be closer to D.C. than they are Baltimore. Right, right. Um, and the, the big reason that I'm talking about this is the the commander's defense that they're going to play to, uh, Monday night is just absolutely horrid. They they uh, <laughs> Defense struggled to get off the field. They gave up 23 first downs in a preseason game, Andy. Yikes. That is so bad. Look for the Ravens offense to take advantage of that struggling defense, and I just think they'll – Pound the rock, get it out of there, win by seven to ten points. So I got the Ravens. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, it, you know, and once again, it's preseason, so it's tough to argue that. But Washington did win that game. They did they, win. They are sitting at first place in the uh, NFC I East agree. over the Eagles. I agree. And this is a team that beat the Eagles, though, in Baltimore. Yeah. And they're actually just how uh, stats work. <clears throat> they're actually listed as second in the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny how that stuff is going right now, but it's, it's just that I just can't see the commanders scoring yeah. more points than the Ravens, especially with that defense that the Ravens are going to are you leaning, slice up. Are you leaning towards that under then? At yeah, and if I had to play something, yeah. I probably won't play it mm-hmm. just because I, I yeah, <laughs> these two teams, I just no. some, something yeah. I don't know about the Washington commanders. So it's a... Uh, I would lean on the under. I don't think that they're going to score a bunch of points. I see like a 17 to 10 game mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. Ravens. So I would lean the under. Lean towards the under and take Ravens with that. Uh, it's not a lot of juice. They're minus 155 money yeah, line. For sure. And a, a three point spread there as a favorites. Nothing that they can't handle. That's no, for sure. Ravens. Ravens, Ravens. All righty. Well, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth, easy-drinking Ale Storm, official beer of the Storm Chasers, Omaha's AAA baseball team, crafted with Pilsner Malt and Sterling Hops, making it the perfect summertime beer. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is 
WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Ian. D class and joined by Jabron. Oh, the parlay pounder. You got it. About to get into some parlays, too. Yes, we are, and we got to keep that energy Let's high. Go. We got to keep this thing rolling. Yep. We got to close it out in style on this fourth segment here. We're getting back into the UFC. Let's do it. But before we look ahead, okay. let's take a look back and talk about All some right. of our hits and misses. All right. And we are keeping this heater going right now. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little NFL preseason last week. We we're very careful with our picks. And we went, just started out of the gates perfectly, going two for two on that first game. Yeah. Vikings, Seahawks, told you to smash the over. Over 35, we got it at. That yep. easily covered. And then the Seahawks to cover the three and a half. No doubt. Boy, did they cover. They end up winning by 11. We bought that in at three and a half. We just thought that they had a lot more to play for in this game, obviously. And that's the way yep. the preseason looks. And uh, yeah, knew that they were going to score points as well. So that, I th- thought that was a slam dunk by us, two for two. One that I didn't slam dunk, Andy, is the UFC last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nice fight card over in Las Vegas. Cub Swanson, I thought he's past his prime. Yep, you weren't Co- the only one. Yeah, comes out, gets a unanimous decision mm-hmm. over Daewoo. Uh, I did call the main event correct. The silent assassin did take down RDA. Thought yep. RDA is kind of, you know, past his prime and all that kind of stuff. So I went one for one in the t- top two fights there. So one, one, lost one. But yeah, that preseason football was a lot of fun to get underway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's it's always fun. And then yeah, the UFC that's tough. We know it uh, to split, <laughs> yeah. but then also get the 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 main card, main event correct. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to close out the night. Heck yeah, I was I was psyched. <laughs> so let's get back into the UFC. Let's go. We're talking UFC 292. Yep. Back in the Garden, back in Boston. Things kick off Saturday night at nine o'clock Central Standard Time. Yeah. We're gonna get right into that main card right now. Let's look at this welterweight, two ranked fighters, Neil. Magnagni, uh, the guy from the United States, taking on Gary, a young man out of Ireland. You're looking at number 11 yeah. and the number 13 contender here. And Gary, big-time favorite at minus 500. Yeah, Andy, and this was just a recent change in opponent for Gary as well. Uh, he, he was supposed to originally set off to go against Jeff Neal at UFC mm-hmm. 292. Instead, we'll get a different Neal with Neil Magny. Um, to me, Gary feels a lot like Sean O'Malley like three years ago. Hmm. Cocky, talented, fresh face. Uh, the fan base loves him, especially the young face uh, fan base. Striker, striker. I was he's a say. huge striker, yeah. making a name in the UFC. Yep. Uh, I, d- I just like this fight for him. Uh, throwing up a you know Neil Magny has been a staple in the UFC for so long. Yep. I think they're kind of feeding him to the wolves here, Andy, a little bit. I uh, mean, but they're, he, they're similarly ranked, but it, this is where that classic case. Of yeah, we're trying to roll out the red carpet here for Gary. Yeah, beat a ranked opponent on a big stage. No, no doubt. Magny is a crafty and rugged. Welterweight dog who will likely make yeah. the Irishman earn every bit of this win, but I think the the result will likely be a unanimous decision. But Gary getting a KO early on the 36 year old that has uh, showed considerably uh, possible, yeah. and, and that's why you're seeing that fight line, Andy, with Gary uh, with that KO 
plus, is only a plus 100. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I really like, I mean, I think they're giving Neil Magny a little bit too much credit here and not yeah. giving the youngster with the, the big hands uh, enough credit here. Uh, a big mm. line that I like, Andy, is I don't think this is going to go the distance. Under two and a half right now it is at a minus 125. So I like that mm. as a parlay piece. Yeah. I, I okay. do like I do like Ian Gary to win by KO, though, at a plus 100. That's probably going in the parlay for sure. I think he gets the KO. Mm. I think he's just bigger, faster, stronger, younger. Check all the boxes. He's moving up this uh, ranking system fast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it does kind of feel like, oh, so-and-so's out, so who can we get in? Oh, Magni will take the fight. B- big, you know? big ups for him taking yeah. this fight against uh, just one of the scariest dudes in the welterweight division, climb the ranks. His nickname is The Future. For yeah. a reason. <laughs> uh, see how long that lasts. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes in the UFC, it's not too long. It's not. All right, should we move up to card here? Let's do it. To a, a This is a championship bout. Yeah. A belt is on the line a here. A belt is on the line. Young woman out of China, Zhang Wheelie Wiley, uh, taking on Amanda Lemos, who's the number five contender yeah. in the strawweight uh, women's um, weight class. She's from Brazil. And this, I mean, if you're looking at odds, it's pretty tight. Yeah, I, I don't think it should be as tight as it is. Amanda Lemos is a very deserving title, you know, challenger mm-hmm. after winning seven of nine in the octagon and finishing top contender Rodriguez in November. Yeah. However, there's levels to this, Andy. And Zawe <laughs> Whaley is a fighter that is among the most talented in the sport, man or woman. Uh, I think Lemos will put up a good fight. Early, but however, the technique and power of Zhang yeah. will start to show as this fight progresses and uh, eventually set up a TKO. Uh, she's getting the knockout. John Weilei, uh, Weilei is uh, you know uh, right now sitting at a plus one ten for KO, so they yeah. think this is going to happen as Ooh, well. Wow, and, and, and she will. This is she was going to KO her. Well, both these gals are strikers. Uh, Lemos no is lands four and a half uh, significant strikes. Yeah, you know per round, and then you're looking at Whaley at, at almost six six significant strikes with yeah. her hands. No, she uh, gets round. after it. So I think that it, this might actually work against Amanda Lemos that she's going to want to stand up and strike and box and do those things. It's like, well, you're kind of playing into yeah. uh, Whaley. It's, it's the way that <laughs> one Zane's going to want it. Uh, the a very odd thing that I see here, Andy. I I guess not odd, but over three and a half is at a plus one fifty right now. Hmm. It's a five round fight, obviously. Yep. I do believe that Lamos will be able to get to the championship rounds to four or five. So I do like that plus money at the over three and a half rounds right now. I mm-hmm. do believe Whaley gets the knockout in round four. Yeah, because I don't know if either uh, they'll take the submission, but that's not necessarily no. their style and what no, they're no, looking no, no, for no. here. Yep. They're, they're looking to, to kind of trade blows, uh, maybe do, get a little boxing <laughs> action. John Whaley uh, is the best woman's fighter besides Amanda Nunez. And uh, it it's going to show. She's going to get a knockout. Round four. Book it. All right. Don't overthink it. Yeah. That's just where it's at as Whaley. Okay. Should we move to the main event? I'm ready, Andy. Al Jermaine Sterling, the current belt holder, is taking on Sugar Sean O'Malley, the number two contender in this bantamweight title. We previously talked about how stacked this bantamweight is. Yeah. And it just feels like Sterling has never got the respect he deserves. Probably not. He probably is now, though, as a minus 258 
uh, favorite, yep. over a $2 favorite here. For sure. And I just want to run down some of these names yeah. that Sterling has knocked yeah, off, yeah, yeah. just so people know what we're dealing <laughs> with here. Because, you know, I just feel like you oh, say yeah. Sterling and you just kind of shrug it off. Oh, I guess you won. <laughs> I don't. I know that. Sandhagen, the Sandman, took him down. Peter Yawn, twice, both times. A belt was on the line. D, T, D, TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw yep. in a, uh, took him down in a, a title defense and then just took down Sudo. You also got guys like uh, Pedro Munoz, who yep. we've already talked about. All these guys. Pelts on the wall here yep. for Aljamain Sterling. Funkmaster. Funkmaster and a cool nickname, too. Yeah, one of the best. As he's squaring up Sugar, Sean O'Malley, and O'Malley, the plus 210 underdog. Yeah, Andy. And, the, and there's no doubt that Aljamain Sterling is the best 135 pound fighter in the world right now mm-hmm. and he is a like you said he's a sizable favorite because of that however my guy <laughs> he's my favorite sugar sean o'malley seems to be on this sort of rise that feels similar and, and yeah. the reason that he's getting this you know much traction is it's a similar you know path that conor mcgregor and israel adesanya took to the belt mm-hmm. this is kind of what they did to get here they were huge underdogs in their first championship fights this guy as well uh yet if he is to win this fight it has to be early he has to get him well, with a knockout the, he's got the knockout he power. does he does yeah. the longer this fight goes andy the more it favors the champ but o'malley is a very smart and measured fighter Aljo has a, a wild striking style that mm-hmm. perfectly sets up for his dominant wrestling, but there is a no doubt Sugar has been planning some traps for that, and I really think that he's going to catch him in one of these early rounds, Andy. <laughs> oh, I got O'Malley by TKO in round one. Whoa. Round one, TKO, <laughs> oh, Sugar Shot O'Malley. What kind of plus money is that? That is huge money, Andy. <laughs> just by knockout, it, uh, just go. to win the fight, he's at a plus 210, Andy. If you want to just go by knockout, it is plus 330. Right and, now, and then uh, man, when it gets closer to the fight, you're going to see that line really skyrocket. Yeah, knock out a KO in the first round. Oh yeah. my god! Now O'Malley does land a lot of significant <laughs> strikes over seven uh, per round. Yeah. And Aljamain, though, I mean, he does a little bit of everything, and he does a little bit of everything. No well. doubt. You don't think that defense is going to be on point? You just think O'Malley's got. He knows what he needs to do, and he knows he needs to get it in early. Yeah. No, I think I think really it, it really comes down to if if. Aljamain gets out of the first two rounds. I believe Aljamain wins by decision or okay. submission. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is that I think Sugar's going to start fast. Yeah. He likes to. He likes to piece him up, likes to get his range, all that kind of stuff, and then come in for the kill. I've seen it you know, almost every fight that Sugar's yeah. ever done. And uh, Aljamain, is, I, I think he's... I think he's a little juiced up for this one. I think he's a little too juiced up for it that he, they're that yeah. they're giving this young kid, this young rising star, right. a chance way before they gave Aljamain a, a chance to win the title. It's just yeah. uh, I think he's a little jazzed up, wants to put this guy in his place, and I think he's going to make a mistake big time make it in early. the first round. And Sterling didn't. He seemed less than thrilled when uh, Sean O'Malley took the to the octagon oh, after yeah. he took down Sudo there and kind of got in his face. Didn't even let, allow him to enjoy. Yeah, he just beat. He just beat. <laughs> Till then, the best fighter of all time in the weight class, right. Triple C. He had just beat him, and they didn't even give him a chance to catch his breath. And Sugar Sean was up there with his thriller jacket, <laughs> saying that he's going down. So, no, 
I mean, the UFC does that. They have to build the next fight. Right. Al Jermaine understands that. It's yeah. just, uh, it, it's it's really cool that they're making this fight, and it's so fun that Sugar Sean has got there so quick, but it, it could end bad for him on Saturday night. And, you know, a name like O'Malley, you got to think uh, in a place like Boston, that's going to be fairly welcome, so there might oh, be a little yeah. bit of home crowd behind him. I'm not so sure about that, but it just seems like Sean O'Malley does have a little bit of the fan base behind him. Yeah, no doubt. And it's just because he's such a likable, you know, such a, he's a YouTuber, he's a, you oh, know, yeah. colored hair, all that kind of stuff. Podcast, tattoos. podcast. Yeah, tattoos yep. and all that kind of stuff. Sugar Sean to win by KO in the first round is at a plus 900 right now, Andy. Bingo. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> oh my God. You got a parlay play. I do for and the I, people, and I left sugar out of it. I didn't want people saying <laughs> that I'm homering him. So no, I got Marlon Vera at a minus one ninety two to win his fight against Pedro. Okay. I got Zhang Wei Li to win by KO in her fight at a plus one hundred, and then I got mm-hmm. the future Ian Gary to win by KO at a plus one hundred. Put those three together, it's a plus five thirty eight bet. Put $25 on that to win 160 Ooh, I like that. You rounded mm. up three very plausible plus money no bets there. Put them together. And then you're also right. <laughs> i got to go back to O'Malley with a plus 900. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, no, that, that's just a fun bet. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Sean O'Malley. Uh, always, I always will be. Uh, and yeah, But you're right. Al Joe does not get the respect he deserves. And if he, he, he yeah. puts the lights out on Sugar Sean, he's going to get a lot of attention. Yep, I love it. I love it. Run down that parlay one more time. The parlay is Vera to win Moneyline, Zhang Weili to win by KO, Ian Gary to win by KO. Nice, nice. Well, that'll about do it for us this week, folks. Be sure to follow us on ESPN Tri-City Radio and their Facebook handle. Of course, we're on Twitter, and our YouTube channel is expanding quicker than the universe. Mm -hmm. We have eclipsed 2,000 subscribers. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you that have subscribed to that channel. We have a lot of fun on that cutting it up and making those short videos. No doubt. Just fun. Also got those daily picks over on TikTok for all you TikTokers out there. For Jabron, the parlay pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL.